It's 1 Chronicles 27. Over the last five chapters, we've been discussing David's preparations for the temple. He, you know, five chapters ago, we discussed the physical preparations, um, you know, the materials that were set aside. And then for the next four chapters, up to the last chapter, we discussed the non-physical preparations, the, the priests, those who were going to assist the priests, the worshippers, the doorkeepers. And uh, so David made a lot of effort preparing for this temple. And now it's going to sound in, ch in this chapter 27 almost exactly like all the things we've been reading, but now we're moving on to the military. So now he's, he, not only did he put things in place for the temple and for the worship of God, he put things in place for the nation as well, including the military. So this is more secular, but the way we should look at these things is that is that everything we do is done for the Lord. Martin Luther talked about the idea of vocation, you know, like every job is serving the Lord. So if you're a garbage collector, you know, we might look down on garbage collectors. I certainly don't. I'm very grateful for them. Imagine what it would be like if we didn't have garbage collectors. You know, people who clean up our city, what a wonderful job. Thank God for them. They're one of the most important people as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, a person who does that, they shouldn't look down on their own job as though it's insignificant. No, they're doing it for the Lord. People are safe and healthy because of them. It's a huge contribution to society. It doesn't matter what you do, um, you're doing it for the Lord. Uh, you know, presumably as long as you're doing something honourable, you're not, you're not like a murderer or something, you know, like you're, there are people who do things that are not honourable. We're not talking about that. But, you know, if you've got a job and you're providing for your family, you're serving the Lord. And here we're going to now talk about the military arrangements that David put in place for Israel. These people were serving the Lord too. And so this is what we call vocation. Now the children of Israel, after their number, the heads of fathers' households and the captains of thousands and of hundreds, and their officers who served the king in any matter of the divisions which came in and went out month by month throughout all the months of the year, of every division were 24,000. Over the first division for the first month was Jashabim, the son of Zabdiel, and his, in his division were 24,000. He was of the children of Perez, the chief of all the captains of the army for the first month. Over the division of the second month was Dodai, the Ahohite, and in his division, and Mikloth, the ruler, and in his division were 24,000. The third captain of the army for the third month was Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the chief priest. In his division were 24,000. This is that Benaiah who was the mighty man of the 30 and over the 30, and of his division was Amizabad his son. The fourth captain for the fourth month was Azahel, the brother of Joab, and Zebediah his son after him, and in his division were 24,000. The fifth captain for the fifth month was Shamhuth the Israelite, and in his division were 24,000. The sixth captain for the sixth month was Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite, and in his division were 24,000. The seventh captain for the seventh month was Helez, the Pelonite, of the children of Ephraim, and in his division were 24,000. The eighth captain for the eighth month was Sibachai, the Hushathite, of the Zerahites, in his division were 24,000. The ninth captain for the ninth month was Abiezer the Anathathite of the Benjamites. In his division were 24,000. The tenth captain for the tenth month was Maharai the Netophathite of the Zerahites. In his division were 24,000.
The eleventh captain for the eleventh month was Beniah the Pyrethonite of the children of Ephraim. In his division were twenty-four thousand. The twelfth captain for the twelfth month was Heldai the Netophathite of Othniel. In his division were twenty-four thousand. Furthermore, over the tribes of Israel, of the Reubenites, Eliezer the son of Zikri was the ruler. Of the Simeonites, Shephthatiah the son of Maacah. Of Levi, Hashabiah the son of Kemuel. Of Aaron, Zadok. Of Judah, Elihu, one of the brothers of David. Of Issachar, Omri, the son of Michael. Of Zebulun, Ishmaiah, the son of Obadiah. Of Naphtali, Jeremoth, the son of Azrael. Of the children of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Azaziah. Of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joel, the son of Padiah. Of the half-tribe of Manasseh in Gilead, Ido, the son of Zechariah. Of Benjamin, Jasiel, the son of Abner. Of Dan, Azarel, the son of Jeroam. These were the captains of the tribes of Israel. But David didn't take the number of them from 20 years old and under, because Yahweh had said he would increase Israel like the stars of the sky. Jorab, the son of Zeruiah, began to take a census, but he didn't finish. <laughs> and wrath came on Israel for this. The number wasn't put into the account in the Chronicles of King David. Over the king's treasures was Asmaveth, the son of Adiel, and over the treasures in the fields, in the cities, and in the villages, and in the towers was Jonathan, the son of Uzziah. Over those who did the work of the field for tillage of the ground was Ezri, the son of Chaleb. Over the vineyards was Shimi, the Ramathite, and over the increase of the vineyards for the wine cellars was Zabdi, the Shipmite. And over the olive trees and the sycamore trees that were in the lowland was Baal Hanan, the Gedarite. And over the cellars of oil was Joash. And over the herds that fed in Sharon was Shitrei, the Sharonite. And over the herds that were in the valleys was Shaphat, the son of Adlai. And over the camels was Obiel, the Ishmaelite. And over the donkeys was Jedeah, the Meronothite. And over the flocks was Jaziz the Hagrite. All these were the rulers of the property which was King David's. Also, Jonathan, David's uncle, was a counsellor, a man of understanding and a scribe. Jehiel, the son of Jachmani, was with the king's sons. Ahithophel was the king's counsellor. Hushai the archite was the king's friend. After Ahithophel was Jehoiada, the son of Benaiah, and Abiathar. Joab was the captain of the king's army. So David not only organises the building of the temple, the materials, and the priests, and the helpers for the priests, and the musicians and the guards, but now he organises the military. And what we see here is that he actually had a different military every month of the year, and he had 12 different military leaders, and he had 12 divisions, and each division had 24,000. Now obviously these division numbers are rounded numbers. Because when you're in war, people die, you add new people. So this is obviously his ideal fighting force. is a fighting force of 24,000 that's available, that's, that's, sorry, on duty all of the time. So he's got these 24 divisions. For example, the, the um, third division, was it the third division was a Beniah, the son of Jehoiada, was the leader of the third division. Now he's a famous name. He's uh, the captain of the army in the time of Solomon. So this guy is in charge of 24,000 fighting men in the third month of the year. The other 11 months of the year, they're not, they don't have to be on... It's kind of like um, the active army is only active one month of the year. Now, I'm, if, if for some reason there was a terrible war that was required, they could muster all 12 
24,000, which was an army of 288,000 men. That's a great army. Now we know that there were in all Israel 1.1 million men who were, who were the age for war, and in the tribe of Judah there was more than that. So in total there were about, about 1.5 million men capable of fighting. So we've got here 288,000 men who are actually active in the army, but they only have to be active one month of the year. So the rest of the 11 months they're able to be at home and growing their own crops and serving and feeding themselves, but for four weeks of the year they're in the army. But they're also on reserve the rest of the time. If there's a threat, then they go. But as well as that, you've got this huge number of other men that are capable of fighting. So David could muster a giant army, but he doesn't. He's, got, he's kind of got them all there as needed, but he's got an army of 288,000 men ready that can be mustered at any time. But he also has an active army of 24,000 on any given month actually serving. So he's got quite a system here in place. Now, in a country like, say, Australia, we might have an active army of, you know, 10 or 15, I'm not sure how many thousand people that are active all of the time, then we have a heap more people in reserve. But if a war suddenly breaks out, someone like myself isn't suddenly going to be, they'd have to create a law, like a conscription law, to enlist other men. Um, but what David's got here is his active army are only on duty one month of the year. So his active army is almost kind of like a reserve army that actually serves one in every 12 months. And then his reserves are kind of like everyone else. So that's how that works. Now, um, it's interesting because as they were going through the 12 divisions, they were giving the, lead, the names of the leaders one by one by one. When they got to the fourth division, it said that the name of the leader was Azahel, the son of Zeruiah, and um, if you will remember way back in 2 Samuel, let me see, chapter 2, verses 18 to 32, there's a passage where Azahel is killed by Abner, the commander of the Israel army. So this was the, when this story happened, Israel was 11 tribes, and it was in charge, and the king was Ishbosheth, and David had one tribe, Judah. So Israel had temporarily split into two groups, and there was a kind of like a mini bit of contention between these two groups, a kind of a mini civil war, kind of like a cold war going on. And Azahel was with David, but they're like, he, he's actually killed by the commander of the other army. So the impression you get when you read this 1 Chronicles 27, that this is something David set up like late in his life. But no, this is something David sets up early. He sets up a system when he's not even the king of all Israel yet. But this grows to become a system that all of Israel is involved in. So Azahel is actually in charge of the fourth division, but he gets killed very early in the piece, but it just shows us how early this whole system was set up. And when we were reading through the chapter, it said Azahel and then his son, Zechariah, after him. So when Azahel dies, Zechariah becomes the leader, and then he continues as leader right through to the place where it's in place for all of Israel. So sometimes you don't get the sense of the timing of when this all happened, but David set this whole military system up early on, even before he was the king of the entire 12 tribes. But after he became the king of all the 12 tribes, then it really began to kick in. I wanted to say about this is that in the same way that we're all priests, we're all worshippers, we're all doorkeepers, all of us are in Christ's standing army. <laughs> And we're all, we're not reserves, we're not waiting to be called on, we're actually in the army. So that's you, you're in Christ's standing army. 
And you're not just fighting one month of the year, it's more a case of you fight whenever there's a need to fight. And, uh, but there are some needs that are there all the time. Like there are people around you whose souls are lost. They don't know the Lord. Well, you're called to stand in the gap for them and you'll fight. You're in Christ's standing army. There are needs in your city. You're called to fight for those needs in prayer. Sometimes you're even called to do things like being, being willing to go to prison for your faith. Well, that's being a part of Christ's standing army to do what the Lord calls you to do. And there are certainly Christians today who are in prisons because of being persecuted for their faith. Well, they're very aware that they're in Christ's standing army. So you too, and Christ, David here is a picture of Jesus Christ, and you're called to, to serve. Not just, you know, to sit back and let others serve, but you're called to very much be a part of it. So will you? That's the question. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that, um, that you're a great conqueror. You're a great overcomer. You defeated every enemy, and we're called to stand with you. Help us, Lord, to to be people who know how to pray, people who know how to serve. And Lord, we know our enemies are not people, but our enemies are, are ideas. They're, they're principalities and powers. They're things that oppose and restrict people and harm people. And I ask you to help us, Lord, to fight and be a part of the army of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.